This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by the Cougar 9000 wheelchair. It's the Rolls Royce of wheelchairs. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. Do us a solid. Check out our YouTube channel. This podcast is making me thirsty. Subscribe. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you dig it, please pass it on. Check out our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at this thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at this thirsty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 117. You know, today's guest from Virtual Combat, the Nutty Professor, Nash Bridges, Black Scorpion, and of course, as Jerry's girlfriend, Melanie, in the Steinfeld Season 7 premiere episode, The Engagement, please welcome Athena Massey. Athena, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me as your guest. So, Athena, take us back. This was 27 years ago, September of 95, uh, The Engagement kicked off Season 7. You played Jerry's girlfriend, of course, dumped twice, as they say. But give us a little, little, yeah, give us a little background into how the role came about. I'm, we're always curious about kind of the audition process and, um, you know, how you got the role, um, obviously, of the girlfriend, Scoopy the Peas. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm impressed that with, with all your numbers, it's been 27 years. I didn't realize that. Um, in September, like, you guys are good. You, you like, do your homework. I like that. <laughs> Um, how did it come about? I remember that was a really super busy year. I had just done um, like Star Trek Voyager, I think Nash Bridges in San Francisco. It was just, I, don't know, I was doing a couple of films um, and then I was also doing commercials and voiceover. So super busy. Um, so I went, I, it was just, it was an offer. I don't, I didn't even audition for that one. And because a lot of the times you'll audition, maybe go back to producers, etc. So this one was an offer to go in as Jerry's love interest. And I was like, for who? <laughs> and when I said Jerry Simon, I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Because I was one of the people that got onto the whole Seinfeld series a little late. Like everybody was watching it. I think I was still more focused on Friends and whatever other shows were popular at the time. And I was just like, eh. After seeing one or two episodes, I was like, eh, it didn't really do anything for me until I literally like binged you know, it was like, okay, I need more, I need more. This is so funny. Um, so I was just really thrilled to be told that I was going in to play uh, one of his love interests, to, to be a girlfriend. Of course, knowing if you play a girlfriend, you know you're going to get dumped because he never stays with anyone for too long. <laughs> right, right. And it's interesting. The way he dumped you mm -hmm. was one of the ones that always, always kind of bothered me because, you know, watching it over again last night, I, I think eating the peas one at a time is uh, is sexy, to be honest with you. I mean, just to, <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising that he didn't like that. But um, all right. So so you so you got the offer without even addition. That's that's great. We don't hear that very often, actually. Um, and so did you um, when you got the set? Is that the first time you saw the script or had they sent it to you already? 
Um, so they had already that? Sent, definitely they sent it to me ahead of time. Um, it's funny because I wanted to see it. It's probably in my garage somewhere because I used to keep every set of sides that I've ever auditioned for, which of course, eventually I had to get rid of all that because it was a lot of paper. But I do keep um, every television and film script that I've auditioned for, minus a couple that might've gotten lost, but I, I do keep all that just for sentimental reasons. I'm kind of nostalgic like that. Um, that was the first time for me that I walked on set and instead of just feeling like, you know, you're going to work, it was like, oh my gosh, that's Kramer. You know, so seeing, you know, the character instead of just a fellow actor, you know, at the craft service table, I literally thought he was going to come like sliding in, you know, he'd always slide up to Jerry's door. Um, I was just expecting him to kind of like shimmy his way over the craft service table that way. Yeah. So that must have been something for you, right? You said you weren't kind of a big fan of the show before you came on, but then you kind of sped up and you caught up. So you were kind of familiar with with all the characters. I mean, you mentioned Kramer, but um, you were obviously, a f you became a fan of the show before you went on, I assume, right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I wasn't a big fan of the show, just meaning I hadn't seen as many of the episodes as like all of my friends had at the time because mm -hmm. everyone was watching it. And I just kind of, like I said, jumped on the boat a little later. So, yeah. But you knew, like, obviously, Jerry always had the good looking girl. Listen, for our money, Athena, best looking girlfriend Jerry ever had was you. Oh, thank you. Um, that's where it was so upsetting that he got rid of you twice. But, twice um, I know. Trust me, I wish I, I could have gotten a lot more, uh, a lot more screen time, and definitely would have loved to have come back and you know done more on the show. So right, so that was that was season seven. That was Larry David's last year um, on the show. So it's kind of a it was kind of a big year in that sense. What do you remember kind of, obviously Larry's gone out to do Kirby Enthusiasm. What do you remember about him? I know he was the head writer, like how involved he was kind of on set. Well, I didn't get a chance to meet him. So he wasn't on set when I was there filming. So I wish I could have, that would have been great. And um, I think just everything he's done is, is brilliant. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, you know, like you mentioned, you had, um, you had the scene with the piece. Is there anything, um, that we didn't see in the final cut that you remember that may have been um, taped as far as that scene goes or any other scenes where you may have been with Jerry in, in, in a different setting, or maybe there was more dialogue that just didn't make it on. Um, do you remember if there's anything like that in, in this, in the show? Oh, like the, the famous, all the stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah. Something like yeah. that. There's a ton of stuff I've done that's ended up on the cutting room floor. You're like, Oh God, <laughs> in this particular one, I wasn't given more, uh, dialogue scenes, etc., that just ended up getting edited out. I, I wish I could have, but uh, at this time, it was really just the amount of screen time that you see, which unfortunately is brief. I would have loved to have had, you know, a lot more. Um, yeah, your part. Of course, uh, yeah. I mean, us too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, you mentioned you didn't. Real Larry wasn't on set. Uh, it sounds like maybe your 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 shooting wasn't wasn't all week long. But did, were the other. What you mentioned, Michael Richards. How about Jason Alexander and Julia? Do they happen to be around when you were there? Do you have any interactions with them at all that you can touch on? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, the squeaky chair. It's like from the 1800s. I like, I kind of like old stuff, um, old and new. Um, yes. So I was first in the um, makeup in the makeup chair, and I looked over, and when I saw Julia Louis Dreyfus, I did one of those like I felt like a guy. You know, when a guy like walks where he sees like a hot girl, and he's like, whoa, and he goes, whoa. 
you know, does like a second take. I kind of did that with her. I was like, oh, it's in my mind. I'm like, oh, it's Julie when we drive this. And I'm like, oh, she's beautiful. So I think they play down her beauty because she's really stunning. She is very beautiful um, on the outside and inside. So um, definitely chatted with her for a little bit in the chair until she got off, um, you know, went off and to, to do her stuff. And then um, again, seeing George. And to me, it was, that's what's funny is I was seeing the characters instead of the actors. Yeah. I mean, listen, the number one show in America at that point, it's kind of just, I would say that's natural. Right. I mean, and your first time on the show, actually we spoke with another uh who had less lines than you on that show, Renee Faya, if you remember. Oh, possible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it, uh, yeah. The uh, checkmate, she was in the opening scene with Chase Alexander, but she touches on, yeah, just how welcoming and everyone from the show was. It just felt like, uh, you know, different from some of the other programs you probably worked on. I'm curious. So you kind of, you started your career. I lo- I'd love to hear how kind of career started. Um, your first job with Doogie Hauser, is that right? Yes, I was a love interest for Doogie Hauser. I was the boring girl. <laughs> <laughs> so they um, had me in just very, like, very plain, boring clothing and just talking, going on and on and on. It's when he was uh, venturing out into, I guess, online dating. And um, so I got to... Now, we're, we're guessing Neil Patrick Harris didn't really hit on you, did he, in, uh, in your life? <laughs> um, no, he did not. <laughs> Yeah. Always. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I mean, some of those are just iconic shows from the from the early nineties. Um, it's just great to see. So, how did you how did you kind of kick off into acting? You grew up in California originally. Um, I'm always just curious how how you kind of got that acting bug um, early on in your life. So, I think I got my start when I was about fifteen where a friend of mine, I saw these beautiful photos she had done with this photographer and I went, wow, um, I want photos like that. So I did a photo shoot with him and he said, wow, the camera really loves you. I guess photographers say that to all the girls, but um, I enjoyed being in front of the camera as a model and went from there. I started doing videos, commercials and voiceover. And then that led to film and television. So it just kind of, you know, just did a little stepping stone on my way up. And um, when I went to college, I took, so I took one acting class. I thought, well, let me do this, see if I really like this. And I did. So at that point I went, you know, I don't think a degree in acting really means much. I mean, uh, and not to knock the actors that go off to, you know, Harvard and Yale and get these amazing degrees. That's amazing. I didn't have that opportunity. So then I just started studying with all of the, you know, best teachers in Los Angeles at the time for scene study, cold reading, improv, all of that. Oh yeah. That, that's uh, yeah. I mean, at that point, if, if, yeah, like you said, I mean, you can get the same training just outside of going to college or paying for all the other stuff that college makes you do, which I never understood. That's <laughs> just a side note though. Um, so we're, we're also, well, we see, we've talked to a lot, a lot of guest stars that, that go on the show. And like O'Hara said, you know, the, the sets always so welcoming from what we hear and, and the, um, the other actors and actresses and, and the, the crew themselves are so welcoming to 
um, to the newcomers that are just coming on. Um, just, just kind of wondering what it was like. I know you mentioned, you know, you touched on a little bit earlier, but um, when O'Hara mentioned this was season seven, so it was, it was kind of, um, it was going to be Larry David's last season. Um, I don't think anyone knew that yet per se, but it was also a season premiere. I don't know if it was taped that way, but. Could you get a sense? I mean, you had done a bunch of work beforehand, but could you get a sense from walking on the Seinfeld set that it was just different than than other sets? I mean, we hear that a lot that just the way things are run there and just the kind of the vibe and and the energy. Um, even afterwards, after so you know, have you gone on things after Seinfeld? If you go back and compare it, um, you know, I know you did the Larry Sanders show, which we've heard um, the good things about that as well with Gary Shandling, but just kind of get a comparison of of other other sets and other ways you've worked compared to what it's like on the Seinfeld set you know for for you gosh every every job is so different and that's part of what i love about this industry is it's always different people different places different character different everything um i know when right before i went on set my my agent at the time he had told me he said listen whenever jerry's filming in front of a live audience He's just so focused that if he's not very chatty or not very friendly, don't take it personally. That's just how he is. And I said, okay, thanks. I appreciate the heads up. And uh, when we got to set, we actually weren't in front of a live audience um, at that point. And he was really cool. He was very down to earth. He was um, just very much him who you see on screen. It's not like he, he to me anyway, he didn't seem any different. Uh, personally, as he did as, with his character, but he was very friendly and was just asking me, you know, how things were going, how I'm liking the industry. And, you know, I was like, well, sometimes I have like a love-hate relationship with this industry. And he's like, well, I really hope today is not going to be one of those hate days. I go, well, that all depends upon you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, was, he was fun. That's great I to hear. Um, so, I mean, to me, just working with, a comedian like Jerry Seinfeld, and like Seinfeld. Honor. So yeah, you wasn't there. So how, I guess were you there the whole like just one day? Was it like how long were you on set? Uh, do you remember? Yeah, it was just one day because it was just for that particular scene. There's oh mention, wow okay yeah there's mention of me earlier when I shushed him in the movies. You know when he and George are talking and when they make the pact. But the yeah. actual filming of just being in that restaurant, you know, eating our pizza, or me eating my peas one at a time. That episode, you mentioned the pact. I mean, I think that's, that kind of encompasses the whole show. Those two guys getting together, we're not men, you know. And then from that point, yeah, he, he wants to get back together with you. And then we know what happens with the peas. But I mean, it was season seven, but at the core of the show was literally that episode, right? Just. Yes. Yeah, because that's guys who are children. Yeah, that's when they're talking about that they they break up with girls for these you know silly reasons, and you know they want to do more with their lives. So, yeah, <laughs> and that's what the, the the irony or the funny part of it is that they go and make the pact. George goes off and proposes, you know, thinking you know they're going to like be men now and move on, and yeah. And then so, you know, how funny it is that he's now stuck. Yeah, I mean, really a memorable show. 30 million people watched it that Thursday night. We'll never forget it. Did, I mean, did things from that point on change for you? Like, were you like more instantly recognizable? I'm just curious, like that next day, that next week, that next month, did Seinfeld 
um, I guess open up a lot of doors for you or, you know, just walking down the street where people are like, Hey, there's the one P to time. We're one piece at a time girl. Like things like that. Um, there's other shows that people would recognize me from walking down the street. I don't think I've ever had someone say from Seinfeld, definitely from other really? shows. Yeah. But, um, what I get more so is, Oh my gosh, I saw your episode last night or, you know, um, my daughter will say like, Oh, my dad knows you from such and such. And I'm like, her dad would be my ex-husband. Not that her friends would say, you know, my dad. Um, right. <laughs> like a moment there. So is she into the show? I don't, if you don't mind me asking, is she a teenager or how old is she? Is she so like I have two daughters. They're okay. both teenagers. I have a 16 year old and an 18 year old. Are they getting into, are we hearing a lot of this from, from a lot of our guests that have, uh, teenage aged, um, uh, kids that they're starting to sort of get into it on Netflix and everything. So they are, they are liking, uh, liking Seinfeld. Yes. So that was kind of the, the thing that I memory that I was mentioning. So my daughter was at her boyfriend's house. And when she had mentioned that I had been on Seinfeld, she's like, mom, his dad looked it up and now we're watching Seinfeld. We're watching your episode. <laughs> okay. Residual. Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun though. Uh, yeah, the residual. Well, the residual's still coming in, right? I mean, they're you know, it's hard. not uh, life changing, but uh, you'll well, take them. Abs- hey, you know what? Every penny counts. They right. all add up, and um, it's. I just think it's amazing to think that there's work that you've done so many years ago that you know, while it definitely dwindles down each you know each year, but still, there's still checks coming in. That's awesome. Yeah, you've been a part of so many, I would call them like cultish shows where I, you mentioned a few, whether you know, it could be Star Trek, um, even Young and the Restless to some degree, Seinfeld, like people are just like, you know, completely obsessed with those shows. I'm sure there's a few others. Um, but I guess how you just try your career working on all these different shows? How do you compare the fandom, if you will? Um, and we'll throw Seinfeld in there, of course, but when you bump into people in the street, and they mentioned, like you said, oh, I just saw your episode last night. Like, um, I'm just curious how that compares with like Star Trek, et cetera. The, what, what was the question again? How does the, the recognition? Like the, the crazy fandom, fandomness of these kind of uh, these cult like shows that people are just so into them. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then they recognize you and put you in that. They think of you as a Seinfeld guest star or a Star Trek. Like, I'm just kind of curious where you where you see yourself fitting most in throughout your career on all these different shows. You've done comedy, you've done yeah. drama, you've done it all. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. So I kind of see myself fitting in everywhere because, like you just said, I've done comedy, sci-fi, uh, action, psychological thrillers. So. And I have to games if you're into gaming. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother world. But I mean, I remember even walking down the street in San Francisco and I live in Los Angeles. So here I'm in another city walking in a crosswalk. And as you're passing people, you know, you're just, they're just people. You're indifferent, right? And there's Athena Massey. I'm like, huh? I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> like, um, but they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, hi. And they're like, wait, and then turn around and followed me to the corner because they wanted to take a picture. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I saw you once. Like, yeah. I think yeah, that one's those, um, those video game things too. Yeah, that is a huge, huge following with that for sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I first did a, a game called Quarterback Attack. 
which was a football game, and that had Mike Ditka in it. Ditka, yeah, yeah, and I Ditka. cheerleader, and there's all these football players, and and I'm not a big football fan, so I mean, so I don't, I didn't recognize all the guys were going crazy over all the football players there, and I'm like, who? Um, I'm like, I know who Mike is, but um, I wasn't. So, did you did, did you meet Ditka, or is that kind of similar? Like, you just kind of filmed, yeah, yeah, it was briefly. Again, it was brief and it was hard because the men that were all surrounding him, it was funny. It was kind of like, yeah, they're all like fanboys just going crazy. Well, yeah, you've worked with a ton of iconic men like a Ditka um, and even Adam West. I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, Adam West, Frank Batman, Batman himself. Yeah. What was that like? So that was awesome. So the TV series was called Black Scorpion and it was kind of a campy female version of Batman. And in that, I play a marine biologist on the lab coat, the glasses, and then I end up turning into my alter ego, Hurricane. And when I had heard that they were trying to get as many of the Batman originals back, you know, like Frank Fortune and and Adam West, um, ended up working with Soupy Sales too. Not saying he was an original Batman, I don't think he was, but again, very iconic character. He was, you know, back in, I believe it was the 40s, the whole pie in the face was his shtick. Um, but it, it was awesome. And they did a couple of promos with Adam West for the show. So it's funny. I, I think when I look back at work that I've done and people I've worked with, I don't think that in the moment I ever, I ever understood or kind of grasped like the magnitude of who I was working with and what I've done and how it would really, I think, affect me later does that make sense yeah um now and i and now i'm like now i understand why my agent was always like you're going to be working with adam west take pictures make sure i'm like nah, i don't want to take pictures you know you're going to be working with frank gorshin take pictures I'm like why do you always want me taking pictures with everybody and now <laughs> i'm like damn he was right i should have taken more pictures no, yeah, Black Scorpions on Amazon Prime out now, so definitely check that out. It's funny you mentioned she was a marine biologist. That just it always clicks that that's one of the most famous Seinfeld episodes um, when George pretends to be a marine biologist. So uh, <laughs> there's there's the common thread you guys have. There you go. Yeah, great tie in there. Um, and we know, yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, about Arbon too. I know that's something you're working on the the, the website. Uh, all the uh, beauty supplies and things like that. Arbon, is that something you're still yeah. associated with? Yes. Yeah, so I am super, super passionate about health and wellness. And it's actually thanks to my career in entertainment, because when I started acting, I learned real quickly that it's important for me to take care of my skin, my hair, my nails, just my overall health. So that um, obviously you just have to be as fit as possible to endure the long ruling hours that you sometimes have to do. And um, I'm just always, I'm addicted to knowledge and always learning things. So the combination of knowledge and health and wellness being two of my passions, um, I'm just always helping my help well for myself. And then I also just always like to help other people look and feel their best level up their health and wellness and um so they just they both go hand in hand well athena you are practicing what you preach because you look amazing and i gotta say 27 years you must just be eating peas every day right do do you eat peas? (laughs) i honestly here's the thing i drink peas every day 
Ah, really? Like a juice, juice, huh? Like a green I, juice. So I, I drink. <laughs> you like it a juice? It, it's a vegan protein. No, it's Arbonne's vegan protein shakes. So I have one every morning, 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking. Just to get your metabolism going. I actually do a, a coffee. So it's protein with two shots of espresso. And oh, wow. That's my dessert at the end of the day is also another two scoops of protein. That's awesome. Very cool. Athena, are you, um, you mentioned the entertainment industry. Are you working on anything? We'd love to see you back on the big screen if, if you are. Oh, thank you. So I'm laying the foundation right now. The biggest role that I've done is I took off a break to have my babies. So that I've been full-time single mama and I have no family here in LA. So I do everything. And like I said, it's to me the biggest and most important important role in my life. So now that they're both finally getting up there where they can be independent, not having to, you know, cook so much and travel around or drive everyone actually, my little one right. is finally getting her license in these next couple of weeks. So right now I'm laying the foundation to get back to work. So I've been, I have been working with the vocal coach and um definitely doing like the new headshots and all that stuff just to get all that out there. Very cool. So, yeah, I'll, I think I believe I've sent links for my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I keep up to date with all of that. So I'll definitely be posting there as I'm doing things. That's Very awesome. Cool. And well said. I mean, you know, it takes a lot to just kind of step away from that life and just and raise children, which is kind of the most important job you'll have in life. So kudos to you. Um, I originally thought that it would, I would just take a couple of years thinking, okay, I'll get married. I'll pump out a couple of puppies. I'll get back to work. And, you know, you never know what life's going to throw at you. So, um, you know, I ended my, both of my children had special needs and, um, now thank God through lots of help, they've both done amazing, but that turned into a bigger full-time job than I was originally expecting. And, um, you know, definitely with not having family wow. here, that to me was the most important. So, and then that's why the health and wellness just worked out perfect so that I could do that alongside still being able to be at home and a full-time mama for my babies. That's awesome. And just it's truly an insp inspiring story. I mean, wish there were more, more like you out there, but Athena, thanks so much for joining us. I mean, I, like I said, you're one of our favorite Jerry girlfriends of all time and just, Thanks for making us laugh throughout all these years on everything you've done. Thank you. Laughter is the best. That's one of the things that's going to keep you young, healthy, healthy, and happy. Amen. Thank you, Athena. This was great. Well, thank Thanks you so much. so much for your time. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, awesome. guys, absolutely. Have a great night. You too. Cheers. Bye -bye.